0: Shot Clock
1: Violation. What's up, Violation Junkies, and welcome back to Shot Clock Violation, the only NBA podcast hosted by casual NBA superfans, Zach Huber and Scott Schultz. I'm Zach Huber, and this is Scott Schultz.
0: Hey, everyone. Uh, really rough week, rough episode last time, losing. So now I have a 3-1 to one lead over Zach, and I don't ever see myself blowing that. So wish me luck.
1: Yes, yes. And as always, also here with us is our referee, Jack Cronin. Now, don't forget that similar to an actual NBA ref, Jack knows absolutely nothing about the NBA, but he still has absolute authority over this show. So without further ado, I'll turn it over to him. Here you go, Jack.
2: Thank you very much, Zach. And as my first act as referee of this episode, I've just been waiting for this. Uh, My first order of business is we can't be calling people violation junkies. That's just (laughs) it Uh, sounds like a crime. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, I wasn't sold on it anyway. I, I'm just trying to think of a name to call our fans. I'm really not sure what to call them. I've I've come up with a couple ideas. Violation Junkies, Shot Clock Violators. Maybe we could call them the Violators. We could call them Shot Cluckers. You know, I don't want to call them Shot Clockers, but like Shot Cluckers sounds like kind of like a fun little offshoot of that. I don't know, man. we got to come up with a name to call the fans of the show. And I don't know. Uh, uh, Violation Junkies sounded like the best out of Cluckers and Violators. <sighs> And it's kind of weird. I don't know what to call them. (laughs) NBA fans?
2: Uh, (laughs) Listeners. Let's start with listeners, but maybe we'll work through it with the episode.
1: Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, we'll come up with it eventually. Maybe they'll weigh in. Maybe these listeners will tell us what they want to be called, what the proper title is for them. Definitely probably not junkies or shot clock violators. Although, I mean, hey, the shot clock violators, that sounds like like a minor league team somewhere. I don't know. It just has authority with it.
0: Just the out oh, the quirky Christ. shot clock violators, double A baseball team. <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Well, this is our emergency podcast because I guess basketball's back, man. Uh, there's a couple preseason Woo. games that came out. There's a lot to talk about now after we've got some game footage. Like, what's up, dude? It's it, the NBA is secretly back.
2: Yeah, so I was uh, kind of surprised to hear that we'd be having an episode. I didn't know basketball was being played, and I figured yeah. maybe you were just like maybe you got lonely and were wanted <laughs> to talk about like the pickup games you've been playing in at the park.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean to be honest, I was kind of confused too. The league said it was going to start on like right around Christmas on the twenty second. I was like, yes, basketball so soon, and then all of a sudden I'm looking on YouTube and I'm like, holy shit, they're playing games! What? What's going on? The preseason has already started. This is the shortest offseason in any sports history. I don't know if you guys heard that, but it is the shortest offseason in sports history. So crazy.
0: Not as short as my 2K season when I simulate through it. And for all Jack knows, we're really just reporting on all the games that happened in my NBA 2K season. So just <laughs> That's all the balloon. same to me. That's all numbers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jack never watches the NBA.
2: It's my favorite Simpsons joke. They just cover them mouth. Yeah, yeah, it's my favorite team, the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> 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 which, speaking of which, with this lovely list that you guys gave me to yes. host this, uh, we're going to be talking about the Hawks and the Magic. <laughs> Thank you. It nice. Yes. Uh, okay, so, so tell, me, tell me what you guys saw in this game, first game back preseason or something. What What were uh, your impressions?
1: Yeah. Are are we doing a clock or are we we just filling you in? No,
2: just fill me in. What happened in the game? Who won?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Hawks are retooled, Jack. They're they're tooling up for, like, hopefully a remarkable season. Like, they're actually putting their chips in the basket this time, where in the past they've been, like, flirting with the idea of being, like, a decent basketball team that's good competition. This season they went all in. They got a bunch of... Of people from other teams around the league I Actually picked up some of the best players On other people's teams They picked up Bogdanovich Who was like maybe the second best player in the Kings in my opinion They picked up Gallinari Who was like the leading scorer On the Oklahoma City Thunder last year They picked up a lot of good players They have Clint Capella low-key John Collins uh, Trey Young This is going to be a fun squad this year uh, To check out And so this is a really fun game uh, To check out Because they're so fun And, and the f- Magic are so boring Those are a lot
2: of names Scott, is there anything else Zach missed?
0: The only thing that he he missed for this game that he briefly touched on at the end is that the Orlando Magic are kind of an island of misfit toys of a collection of assets that don't really work together. And I did a little uh, deep diving into research and saw on Wikipedia they've been under a rebuilding phase since 2012, and I'm really scared that if they keep rebuilding, this is just going to go on indefinitely. definitely and say like 30 years down the line, Wikipedia has yet to introduce a new era for the Orlando Magic.
1: <laughs> Dude, who knows if we don't dick, if we don't donate to Wikipedia right now, Wikipedia might not be around when the Orlando Magic stop rebuilding. We'd love to <laughs> the tell magic you this episode was sponsored be by
2: Wikipedia, but instead <laughs> <laughs> we've sponsored Wikipedia. <laughs>
1: You're right, Jack. Um, So do you want to put some point? Do you want to put some seconds on the clock, Jack? Do you want our takes on this hot game?
2: I absolutely do. So, Zach, we're going to start with you. We're going to ask you about the Hawks. Uh, Are you impressed at all with what you've seen out of the Hawks in this game and with their uh, recent moves in the offseason? 24 seconds on the clock starts now.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, Frankly, I'm so stoked. Like, This is the first time I've really been in joined the Hawks uh in a long time since the Joe Johnson era and Trey Young is a super fun player who is one of the best rising stars in the NBA and he's finally got a good team surrounding him he's probably going to make it to like the playoffs this year or at least make it a little distance in the playing tournament I'm really excited for them they did great in this game it was fun to watch
2: right on right on Scott how about you partner what did you think of the Hawks
0: the Hawks are a tough one. The Hawks are really fun to watch. They did one thing really well last year, offense, and they went out and got some offensive firepower to help it. The only problem is and not to have a surface-level hot take, but they're not good defensively, and they didn't really get any defensive pieces. So will it translate to wins? I'm skeptical, but they are fun to watch.
1: Uh, Excellent. Work. I don't know, Scott. You're saying they don't have any defensive pieces, but then we're looking at people like Clint Capella, who didn't sign with them this offseason but got traded to them. He's a great rim protector. And we got John Collins, who is incredibly athletic. I won't say he's a great defender because I, uh, I don't watch, frankly, enough Atlanta Hawks basketball to call him a great defender because I don't know. But I'm imagining with his athleticism, he, he, can, he can be a problem for people.
0: The problem with Clint Capella is he's kind of a glorified rim runner, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's why Houston Rockets were willing to get rid of him and just play a six foot six Robert Covington for the Pocket Rockets last year. And they do have a lot of athletic pieces, like, yes, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish. These guys could develop on the wings to play defense. I just don't know if that's going to translate this season, but I would love to be wrong because I'm probably going to watch a lot of Hawks this year.
1: Dude, Cam Reddish could also just be one of those three and D guys that everybody's got a big heart on right now. I mean, the Rockets just have all the tools and all the pieces. That's all I'm saying, you know. They got the star power. They got interest. You know, they've got a fun team that you can throw lobs to. They can hit fucking threes from the logo. Like, I mean, they're the Blazers, but younger. They so there
0: was a, in the 80s, the Denver Nuggets were just having like games where it would be like 150 to 140. And I'm wondering if today's pace and three point shooting, the Hawks could like score 150, but give up 160. Like we'll have to find <laughs> yeah, out.
1: We will. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. All right. So tell me about the magic then. Uh according to Scott's Wikipedia research, they are in their rebuilding phase now. But how are they going to get out? Of? How are they going to claw their way out? Scott, we're going to start with you.
0: Magic fans might be upset with me, but they have to trade Aaron Gordon. They just—they got too many weird pieces that don't quite fit. And what do you do with Vucevic? What do you do with Bamba? What do you do with Isaac? What do you do with the guard they just got from Philly, the number one pick? Um, and it's so sad of a situation that I don't even know what they should get back. I just want to see Aaron Gordon go to Minnesota. I think he'd be great there as a four next to Towns, and I love that trade. So Orlando, do me a solid and make it happen.
2: Very safe. What do you think, Zach?
1: Wow. I mean, I'm not high on Orlando either. I think Orlando needs to completely blow it up. I don't have a big opinion on where Aaron Gordon needs to go because honestly, you know, they're not even probably going to have a dunk contest this year. That's all I'm saying. You know, like (laughs) that's all that he's known for is like almost winning a dunk contest and having (laughs) frankly one of the coolest dunks I've ever seen in my life, but still losing to Zach Levine. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. They definitely need to blow it up again. I don't know what they need to get back in return. I think they just need new management, man. Like it's not the player's fault. It's, it's clearly the organization.
0: Ooh. They've gone through so many different regimes. Like it's just, they're like in that indefinite period of going through coach after coach. And it's, I, I, I don't know what they should do. I hate to say blow it up because that's what they've been doing. But like, I don't, I don't see what the point of this team is making a playoff push. I weirdly wish they would have traded for Chris Paul, but I don't know if they had the assets for it. That would have been kind of fun. Yeah.
1: It's weird. It's like, they have all these young, long assets that everybody's like, quote unquote, looking for in the NBA. But for some reason, none of them have any value in a weird situation. Like I can't imagine them getting a ton back in a trade for Vucevic or for Aaron Gordon or for any of their players, really like none of their players have like a ton of value. They're all kind of like medium at best players.
0: They're, pl- I think their players have a value. The problem is they do not fit well together. They have a lot of guys that overlap and can't start with each other. And there's not a lot of spacing. And I think a lot of these guys are great candidates for buy low and be good in a new change of scenery. Um, Aaron Gordon could be one of those, uh, and I want him to go to Minnesota. Just, I tell you, I tell you what, David Stern should step in like he vetoed Chris Paul trade. <laughs> he should force Aaron Gordon to
1: Minnesota, <laughs> even though he's not commissioner. David yeah, Stern he should step in gives his take feel... on it. He's like he needs to go there. So, hey, I'm big on David's... that because they would be cool with Aaron Gordon. Like he would look fun there. Like he needs a new face. Like he needs to be a new face on a new squad and like bring some energy to a new team. And honestly, I'm just gonna say this. I don't know what the Orlando Magic should do, but I think they should maybe give the keys to Markel Fultz a little bit more. He was a first-round pick once upon a time. He did really well for them last year, and he's still looking good, man. Give him the keys. Like, let him do something.
0: That's the problem is they have, but it hasn't translated yet, and I think he was the perfect guy to take a waiver on. It's just like, you know, he's only playing 25 minutes. His shot still isn't there after the mysterious he forgot how to shoot. Uh, scenario in Philly. I,
1: you know, the thing you know, is, I don't even watch enough Jack, uh, Magic Basketball to know that they gave him the keys. I was just like, do it, man! He's, Jack, he's ever, got some highlights.
0: <laughs> Jack, have you ever played basketball and just, like, forgot how to shot shoot overnight? <laughs> you just, like, your jump shot was gone, and you just it felt awkward holding a basketball and you were like, I think it goes up, but I'm also too scared to try. And then you're Markel Fultz. Okay. That's what that's like. Both yeah, of you like- to assume
2: I've ever learned how to shoot.
1: <laughs> Jack's out there granny, granny shot. I like Markel it. Fultz. I'm sorry. I did, I did Fultz dirty. You did sorry, do him bud. dirty, Scott. Come on, man. I thought you liked him. I thought you were a Fultz fan. Dirty boy. I thought you were a Fultz junkie. I-
0: I knew, I was concerned with him when Philly took him, and the first thing I saw from his interview was him talking about his love for Chick-fil-A. I'll never forget that.
1: <laughs> really? I don't remember that at all. He was like, yeah, excited to be in the league or whatever, but free Chick-fil-A! <laughs> <laughs> Is that part of his contract?
0: Yeah! <laughs> uh, most likely. I think, like, when he got in there, he was like, listen, there's only a few things I feel strong about, you know, getting a starting spot, Nike shoe deal, and then where is the nearest Chick-fil-A? I need it. Like, my limo driver stops there and then takes me to the Philly Stadium.
2: <laughs> Spicy uh, Chicken sandwich
0: Start the day. For every day. I like how we started with this game. Like, shout out to us for watching Atlanta and Orlando. <laughs> Yeah, what in the world? (laughs) Like, the Clippers and Lakers played, and we didn't start with that. We started (laughs) with the Hawks
1: and Magic. And that's why it's 2020, y'all, because, like, shit's just flying uh, flying off the handle, dude. We're talking about the Hawks and Magic first thing off the bat today? What's going on in the NBA? Stuff has changed, man. Wow.
0: And Jack has left the chat. He's completely uninterested. <laughs> yeah, we should I've been move checking on to the next emails question. for five minutes now.
2: <laughs> All right. I'm going to move to something where I know you'll at least have a little more vested interest in, Zach. Yes. yes. Kings and Blazers. Yes. Uh, a quick Google search tells me that the Trail Blazers fell short during bubble season. And uh, it looks like they're largely going to double down, run it back, as they say, with the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh How do they stack up this season to the competition? Did you like what you see with what you saw? Zach, start it with you. Just going to head right into it. 24 seconds on the clock.
1: Man, I loved the Blazers. And I think they are low-key the surprise pick in the West to surprise some people. I'm talking about second or third best team. Vegas has them pitted at the ninth best team in the West. They have the ninth best odds. Bullshit, dude. They've got so many new great players. They filled all the gaps that they needed to. They finally got some good bigs. The Blazers are coming for the Lakers. I'm telling you now, I'm calling it now right here on shot clock.
0: Scott, over to you. I agree. I love this trailblazers team to anybody who's saying they need to blow it up, get rid of Dame, get rid of McCollum. No, two years ago, you were in the Western conference finals. You, You fell short. Sure. But last year, weird season with the bubble, everything had some injuries. But you're getting back Nurkic. Ner- you got Robert Covington. No, uh, was it Covington who they yeah, traded for? they, they got Covington got from Houston. Yeah, it was Covington. Thank you. I am confused with Josh Richardson. But the three and D, like he's literally perfect for that team. They're great. I know I went over, but you know what? I'm in love with the Trailblazers. Everyone would go over. I all love
2: it. All team. good. No, I. uh It's allowed. A little <laughs> back and
1: forth. <laughs> hey, and I, I love that, that man. to you. Dude, I was shocked, man. When I saw Covington on the court for them, I was like, damn, did the Blazers put together a fucking NBA finals team this year or what, dude? They have him. They have Rodney Hood back. They have Nurkic. They have uh, Harry Panthers Giles from the Hell Kings. Yeah. They picked up that big yes. Harry Giles who everybody's super high on because he's big and long and like super athletic. And, and Harry. Dude, yeah. And his name's Harry was perfect. They're, they're a good squad, dude. I mean, I'm I'm high on them, dude. Uh, on them. I,
0: and I gotta say, preseason wise, it felt really good, and it felt like a return to normalcy in this crazy year to just see Dame pull up from deep and oh, just jack up a three because he just can
1: nail it. Oh god, it was beautiful. <laughs> can I say I I will say like I've been he- hearing people talking about the Blazers a little bit, and Stephen A. You know our favorite Scott Stephen A. Smith called them out today and said that they're not going anywhere without a second superstar. And to that I say, do not ever badmouth DJ McCollum like that again. Dude, okay, he may not be making any all-star teams. He may not be everybody's favorite, but that dude is putting up superstar numbers. He's at least putting up Paul George numbers, and he's not disappearing in the playoffs. So we need to give that man some respect after after a fucking goddamn long He
0: deserves some respect. I, I don't know if he's a second superstar, but they don't need it. This team is built around Dame and CJ, and they're going to lead him to the promised land, and I love it. They brought it back. They got Covington. They got Canner, They got Giles. They got a little bit of depth. Like, this team, again, Western Conference Finals two years ago. Run it back, baby. Yeah, Zach
1: Collins is back. He's big for them. They're so good. Super sick.
2: What do I need to know about uh, this Covington character? Eh?
1: You know, he was a hot trade piece. He was a really hot trade piece. And it was like he's like the best three and D guy that was like up for trades last year when everybody was like, we got to double down for the playoffs. And everybody was like, the Rockets need help. Oh, they need somebody. And they, they traded too much for him.
0: Yeah. Well, I actually love the Rockets trade for the pocket Rockets squad. Uh, Uh, bless up to the shout out to the pocket rocket squad. uh, The team that I uh, went to bat for in episode two, but (laughs) the thing is with Covington is as basketball is becoming more and more positionalist, you want guys that can guard multiple positions that can space the floor. And that's literally Covington. That is what he does best. That's what he's going to do. And that's what they needed.
1: Yeah. He's a great defender. He's good at shooting from deep. He's a, a classic, like you need this kind of player on your team right now. NBA player.
2: What is it? I know we talked. They they're expecting a full season. I know they didn't like fully schedule everything out, but
0: lengthwise, Uh, they're they're expecting a full Mm -hmm. season. Well, it'll be seventy two games, not eighty two. Okay. Um, But they haven't planned out the second half in case they need that that time or to to buffer it out, or if there's going to be a shortage. I don't know. I I kind of like we know we're going to get seventy two games unless something catastrophic happens that involves a microphone and Rudy Gobert, not in that order. And, and they're just, yeah, they're just kind of preparing for the worst, I think. But um, we're supposed to get the 72 games. We'll see what they do. Maybe they'll just take a couple weeks off for all star break instead of doing something. Um, Maybe they'll do one of those weird NBA fashion shows like they did a few years ago. And uh, I unfortunately
1: watched that one and I'll never get that time back. Of course you did, (laughs) Well, they're doing the play-in tournament this year, which is super exciting. They're doing that mid-season. At the end of the the half-season, they're doing a play-in tournament where there's no, like, seeds. Well, there are seeds, but, like, every team gets to participate. Even if you're the 12th worst team, you're in the tournament. Like, everybody's in the tournament. So it's going to be interesting. And they've been asking... The Players Association has been clamoring for that. For a couple years now, I'm really excited to see how it turns out.
0: What well, for yeah, I'm anything's better than Chandler Parsons in a fur coat during that fashion show. Like, if <laughs> I had to choose between that and a play-in tournament, play-in tournament nine out of ten times, maybe once I pick Chandler Parsons in the fur coat.
1: <laughs> but only You're like, I didn't hate the fur coat; it was just weird. One of those
2: dentists <laughs> out of ten will recommend that fur coat.
0: <laughs> Nine out of ten oral hygienists will recommend a play-in tournament over Chandler Parsons. <laughs> fur
2: coat. Uh, why has uh, Why has the players' association been clamoring for a mid-season tournament?
1: You know, I think it's because uh, it, it's because a lot of people are unsatisfied with the All-Star break. They say it's just like, you know, like boring, like nobody takes it seriously, like blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. And I think a lot of people are just kind of upset also with the the power distribution in the NBA. For so long, the Western Conference has been so good. And the 12th team in the Western, like the 12th best, the worst team in the Western Conference technically, is sometimes better than teams that make the playoffs in the Eastern Conference. Damn. So – people are just like bummed out that there's so much like talent dispersion and that like they can't see teams that should actually be in the playoffs like have a chance it, you know so
0: yeah it's the, everybody's tired of the western conference being so stacked and in particular the phoenix suns are don't want to be the the go-to punchline in Game of Zones. That's really all it is. The Suns are tired of being made fun of, and they want a chance to redeem themselves. Ah. Which was their story arc in Game of Zones, so they kind of predicted it. That's fantastic.
1: I love it. Uh,
0: Okay.
1: All right. That's exciting. Are you excited for
0: basketball back, Ref? (laughs) It's
1: back,
2: baby. I am. Uh... I watched so much of the last season because I was so at home all the time. <laughs> and by that I mean I probably watched like because last season I declared myself a, a Trailblazers fan and watched probably three games, which yeah, fair. impressive mm-hmm. for me.
1: Yeah, that's a lot of games. Yeah,
2: and then um, yeah, and I think I think I'll probably gun for the Suns. You guys are telling me the Suns are pretty hot. The Sun.
0: I think they're gonna be fun. Sun hot, the fun Suns.
1: Yeah, I'm in.
0: Buy stock, baby. Give me your credit card. We're buying (laughs) stock together right now. We're gonna get a little. We're gonna watch the stock just rise and rise and rise until somebody gets hurt and they fall and fall and fall. (laughs) fall.
2: Well, I like the rising part, so that
1: sounds great. Yeah, (laughs) they're gonna be fun for you this year. I honestly don't know. Like, I, I mean, like, I like them as your favorite team for now. You know, like it could change. You know. But I I love them as your favorite squad because they're a fun team. They're the underdog. And I know that you, Jack, you appreciate a good underdog. This is true. I know that about you.
0: Jack, I'm going to sell you some stock. Get in on Seattle's expansion. It hasn't been announced yet, but it's going to (laughs) happen. And if you get in now, you'll look like the first fan (laughs) outside of the city of Seattle that's been ignored by all of NBA. But Besides that, you'll be the first fan. Don't
1: go too far, Scott. Too it's late. Florida needs yeah. another team, and Tampa is getting a trial this year. Tampa Bay could get a team before Seattle gets one.
0: You're right. They're going to be like the, they're going to be called the Tampa Bay Seattle Supersonics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'll serve all the fans. Everybody deserves to be a fan of them.
0: They'll share a stadium with the Tampa Bay, Toronto Raptors. Tampa <laughs> Bay is just where we're going to send everybody for time out.
1: <laughs> it makes sense. It's the armpit. I've stated this on this podcast before. It's the armpit of Florida. Uh, I stand by that. Sweet old musty Tampa Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, Jack, you ready to put us on the clock, baby? Welcome to the next question? Welcome to Shot Clock Violation, yeah, where ref, we give you're you are letting the us run riot You're, Sorry, you're letting on. us run wild today, ref.
2: You know, if it means roasting Florida, I'm all for it.
1: Hey, you know it makes sense too. This is a preseason episode. We're just taking things easy, keeping it light.
2: Hell, easy. All right, Scott. You know, I'm gonna. I like where you're going with that. So we're gonna go over the Bulls next, just for you. Yeah. So the Bulls played the Rockets, you. You, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah totally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. You got it, yes. All right, tell me twice. Tell me about it. I think they won tonight. Yeah. Yeah, the Bulls won tonight. Hey. No shit. Yeah. Beautiful.
1: Hey, um, go Scott, your favorite team.
0: Do you want 24 seconds of like a Bulls take or just like – Go Oh. Giving you like – Nah,
2: just give us all the Bulls takes you got.
0: <laughs> um, It's it's weird. It's like
2: – That was too much power. It's
0: like – Yeah, it's weird. The Bulls are kind of running it back, which is probably smart because they now have a competent, competent front office and a head coach and Billy Donovan. And but they're the same car. So it's like I got this like car that was kind of beat up and it was always in the shop. And then like I'm giving it to my uncle and he's working on it and taking a look and he's giving it back to me. And it's like, you know, I hope it's going to work well, but it could also fall apart and I could crash on the freeway. (laughs) That's how I feel about it. Good thing Um, no one's livelihood and money is at stake. (laughs) Yes. And it could endanger everybody else on the freeway. I mean. (laughs) I'm glad you understand. Maybe like a tire shoots off. you know, like i'm just driving this car right and they start off like 10 and 20 and it's steering wheel starts shaking a belt goes out and maybe like a tire flies out and that's marking it and somebody trades for it and they're like yeah you know what pretty beat up but i could use this and then they put it on their car and they're driving away instead of helping me and i'm like what the hell i didn't get
1: anything back in that trade." that all
2: started that all went wrong when you said you were at 10 and 20
1: Dude, what kind of clock are you month? reading boy Dude, if you guys traded Markkinen, I'd be depressed for you, Scott. You've been so high on him for so long. That seventh pick was the best seventh pick of all time, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm not
0: going to do any research and say you're correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so depressed for you. That's
0: what we like. Yeah.
2: Um. All right, so actually, for this game, we're going to go over to Zach, and you're going to tell us about the Rockets, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh any takes on the Rockets. Are so the Rockets fun? Start down.
1: Man, I, I'm gonna say I'm so high on the Rockets this year and can I just say like mad respect to James Harden. He's doing what he's gotta do in this players league right now and he's like, you know, like having his way with his team. But I, I don't want him retur- to return to the Rockets. Like, I want them to hand the keys over to John Wall. And I want this to be the John Wall and Boogie Cousins team. They're, they were fun. I don't want to get too, like, hot takey, like, hyped on that preseason game that we just watched. But they looked so fun. And just seeing John Wall with, like, a smile on his face again enjoying the NBA was, like, it was it was some good entertainment, man. And like I know they're both just excited for the season, him and Boogie, just to be back on an NBA court, and that's just the energy I need right now, man. It's cool. I, it's fun to see, and I, I loved watching them. It was it was the most fun preseason game I watched.
2: God, my phone must be muted because I buzzed you like six times and none of them went by. <laughs> I was like, it was like forty seconds.
1: Oh no, MF, you got two of those. <laughs> I have two violations already. <laughs> You're doing great. Zach
0: was just in his own little world, feeling good about John Wall, and he was just like, nothing could ruin that. You should that have pre-wrote your answers. <laughs> <laughs> I like,
2: I like the theory though. Zach, Scott, do you have a response? Not a rebuttal, but do you have a time to answer? Yep. To tell us about the, uh, tell us about the Eastern Rockets.
0: Yeah, my response is that it's all going to come crashing down. Listen, it's fun for now cuz Harden's out there. He wants to be traded and he's going to do everything he can to be traded. That means hog the ball and probably get like five straight backcourt violations when he comes back, but no, real talk, like James Harden's going to make that team not fun cuz he needs the ball. I think Easy. they're going to
1: trade him, man. I think they're going to trade him. He opened up. He said I'll go to I'll go to Miami. I'll go to the Bucks. I think they're going to trade him, man. I think he's going to end up in Miami. And you know what? I think he's going to make Jimmy Butler's life hell. And what else?
0: The problem with that is he's still under contract and the Rockets are not just going to trade away a top five offensive talent in the last 30 years for nothing. Like they have all the leverage here. They're going to play the waiting out game. And John said- Wall is going to suffer. That man is going to be hate basketball. He's not going to want to play anymore.
1: <laughs> Scott, I, I know you saw this because I texted you. They said, Tyler hero is not off the table. You don't think the Rockets would do that. You don't think they would say, okay, this guy showed potential in the NBA finals as a rookie. We can take a chance on him and get rid of our superstar that hates us. You don't think they would even think about it?
0: Tyler Hero is not the centerpiece of that deal. Tyler Hero is like the little cherry on top of that deal. Tyler Hero is not getting that done. They're like waiting to see if they can get Ben Simmons for James Harden. Tyler Hero is not going to switch that. Maybe Tyler Hero and like unlimited Hero sandwiches. Like that's the only (laughs) way to get it.
1: The Rockets owner has like a fast food chain, so he might take a sandwich deal for James Harden.
0: Oh, shoot, you're right. Like, he has failing businesses. <laughs> He'll trade for Hero just to make him work at a sub-sandwich. <laughs> Actually, this is game changer. The sandwich barter. <laughs> 2021 sandwich. season, man. I like the season idea of Tyler of the Hero gets traded for Harden, shows up to the Rockets uh, facility, introduced everybody, and the owner walks up to Hero, pats him on the shoulder and says, you can fit so many sub-sandwich endorsements in this baby. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It's the season of the sandwich, baby. The season of the sandwich. Season of... Basketball's <laughs> back, anyways.
2: All right, we're going to move <laughs> over to the Bulls now. So, Scott, you are telling me that they're running it back, but they got a front office change with time on the clock this time. Any thoughts after two games? Can we expect new tricks from an old dog? From your old car?
0: My thoughts is they're not going to win a lot of games this year, but it's going to look a lot more promising. They're like no longer limiting every one of square peg and round hole. They're letting guys kind of cut and let the ball come to them and let their game kind of be more incorporated naturally. So I expect to be a little more optimistic.
2: That's exciting. Zach, what do you think?
1: Yeah, so I'm in a similar place. I don't want to see I'm not gonna say that like they're gonna like do anything crazy, but I'm excited to see how Billy Donovan works with these players. And I'm already seeing like Laurie Markinen, for instance, like looking a lot better in that preseason game. He's doing a lot more things that I wanna see him doing than he was under Boylan. So I'm just excited to see how the squad changes over this year and maybe next year or the year after that they can really make a run for something like a playoff spot. Very solid. But, I mean, you know, the thing about the Bulls is, like, they're kind of in a similar place uh as, like, I would say the Kings were last year, where they've got just enough young talent, where I'm like, oh, man, like, if they just got lucky enough, they could surprise some people. You know, they've got just enough, like, really good young talent, like Wendell Carter, Laurie Markkinen. Uh I just... I, I think like if those guys met their full potential, like what we imagine for them anyway, like as their potential, like that that team would look mean. I mean, Lory Markin like his full potential is like a Dirk Nowitzki type, you know. Like we're we're talking about a superstar that won a championship. Like if he can somehow reach that, they'd be a sick team to to watch. I may
0: be living in L.A., but you can take the boy out of Chicago, but you can't take the Chicago out of the boy. I'm waiting for it to go wrong. It always happens in (laughs) Chicago sports. You guys know it's going to go wrong. I'm not getting my hopes up. (laughs) No
1: such thing as optimism
2: in a Chicago sports team.
1: Scott, I tried to hype you up too much last year. I said, "Damn, you guys are coming for that last playoff spot. You're gonna hit that eight seed so easy." I, and what happened, dude? We were disappointed I'm just, like a motherfucker.
0: I'm just glad we weren't recording a podcast when I talked myself into Jabari Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What
1: could go wrong?" What could narrator?
0: Be? It went wrong. It went wrong. <laughs> That's
1: lovely. Oh God, that's so right. I'm glad that that was a phone call. That was a good phone call, Scott. I remember the Jar- Jabari Parker phone call. <laughs> the Jabari I Parker to myself, is back. One year deal. Yes, one deal. One year deal. What could go wrong with Jabari? Oh, it went. It went wrong.
2: Oh, hey, wait. So you guys watched? Are they still? Are the games still in the bubble? I'm now. Ch- I realized that like. heard maybe not
0: no no it's not no they're playing um they're playing at their stadiums as far as i know some teams might be doing fans in a limited capacity similar to the nfl but i know a ton of teams that aren't doing any fans but they are Mm -hmm. playing um at their own stadiums and traveling on the road i'm sure they did a whole thing about scheduling of figuring out how to limit so you're not going a thousand different places in three days but and they did they did they're 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 having a ton of
1: like you wait in a city for a week and play a back to back like a couple days later kind of thing. They they did think about the scheduling in that way. Wow, one. Scott, yeah, they were really smart about the schedule. That's nuts. Yeah, dude, the NBA is leading. League, I think so.
0: it's just Disneyland didn't want to. Yeah, I think Disneyland just didn't want to ante up the money to hold them all again. They kicked them out. So we're like next Be in Disney Plus by itself. <laughs> the Mandalorian was going to be one of the players. <laughs> Uh, wow wow so the uh question question who's the baby yoda of the league and why is it Trae Young?
1: <laughs> i don't know if it is him though why is it not luca scott huh same draft class was taken after Trae Young. why why is it not luca why can't baby yoda be luca scott
2: all right, which People of like uh, which of those two do you guys giggle uncontrollably when he appears
1: on your television? Trey Young. Ah, uh, you're right. It's Trey Young. <laughs> it's Trey. Baby Yoda strikes again. He's always, again. Got a, he's got always he's, ew, he is the baby Yoda of the league. I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't have even came for you. I just like great. him. I. I
0: I, I'm not even saying a thing because he's short by NBA standards. I just think he's the baby Yoda. It, just, it's, it fits. it's really he, just about
1: him. how likable he is. He's, he's like one of the popular. most likable players. He's just so chill, so cool. I mean, they call him Ice Trey. Ugh, that's a dirty nickname, dude. He's He's got it all, man. He's got the cool nickname. Yeah. He's got the signature shoe now. Give him baby he's got Yoda team. now. He's he's baby Yoda. Trey Young is baby Yoda, okay? That's he's fantastic.
0: The baby
1: Yoda of the NBA.
0: Damn. Clint Capella is the Mandalorian. He guards him. Make sure there's no scuffles. All right.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's bruising.
0: Um, we're done.
2: <laughs> you, you, you went too far. That's cut. You get a violation.
0: <laughs> the NBA is back, and so is the Mandalorian. Now we from our sponsor, <laughs> our Disney+. Sponsor. Plus. Disney+, Plus, Disney Parks, uh <laughs> Do you want to watch Kids. National Geographic? Just kidding, you're here for the Mandalorian, only on Disney Plus.
2: <laughs>
0: okay, but speaking of
2: television, since they're no longer in the bubble and there's no fans and no fans in the stands and that's boring. That leads us to uh our halftime question. Happy halftime boys.
1: Happy halftime.
2: Uh I need you guys to pitch me. Shark Tank style. Any way or ways to improve the NBA's broadcasts until fans are back in the stands? We'll give you guys some time. Think about it. Maybe we'll... uh...
0: 24 seconds, right? You will have 24 seconds to pitch to me. That's tough, man. Can you imagine pitching to Mark Cuban in 24 seconds?
1: No. Yeah.
0: And I refuse to do so. (laughs) <laughs>
1: Maybe he would at least appreciate the novelty because he owns the Mavs. He'd be like, oh, cute. You like the NBA. <laughs> now get out of here with your business. Is that how businessmen talk? Do they talk kind of? I don't
0: He's just like, he gets upset because he's just like, Luca's baby Oda, not Trey Young. We all know this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mark Cuban already has a problem with our podcast. <laughs> Hey, you're the sleaze bags, and so
0: Trey Young was Baby Yoda. <laughs> hey,
1: he's into technology, too. Like, who knows? He's probably listening to us right now being like, they're so wrong. It is definitely Luca. It's so Luca.
0: <laughs> it's been too long. We're going to get yeah. a strongly worded email from Mark Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, so, Scott, you are still in the lead. With one
0: fewer violation than Zach. Oh my god.
1: Damn, dude. I've been racking him up.
0: Oh man. I'm setting it up to choke a three to one lead and I hate
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's going clippers.
0: All right. About to pap Everly
2: this. Yeah. So how do we improve the NBA's telecast in the upcoming season? Twenty four seconds of the, the Fox, Fox starts now.
1: You talking to me?
0: Who's who's flipping? Oh Scott, Scott's Scott Scott.
1: Scott, go, Scott.
0: Oh, okay. Give me the clock. Go now. Okay. The only way to improve it is we all enjoy how Charles Barkley pretends to watch games that he's not watching, so we set up a hidden camera in his room for a split (laughs) screen, so we watch as he's, like, on his phone, and then we watch afterwards during halftime where he pretends to know what he's doing, but he has no idea, and it's just (laughs) so great. He's never in on the joke.
2: Damn. Damn. That's months of entertainment
1: <laughs> all
2: right zach what do you think
1: okay so are you putting time on the clock are you ready are you ready for me okay oh we well, restart the clock now Jack. hey restart it give me a fair shake okay you so who's watching these games who's watching these games it's young people what do young people like gta grand theft auto okay what's fun about grand theft auto hanging out with your friends and turning that weird camera function on where it just cuts randomly to different camera angles and you're all over the place. I think the NBA should do that. They have got so many cameras in the stadiums now because there's no fans. They should just cut to random angles all the time and let stoners do the broadcast like your stoner friends while you're playing GTA. Well, I like it. It'll be fun. Kind of maybe.
2: <laughs> Hidden camera show or upgrade the cinematography. <laughs> yes. Both pretty impressive. God, I got to say, I think I'm going to give
1: it to Zach. Give me yes. the points to Zach. What's up, my Grand Theft Auto it's friend? Only because. Jack. Only. Dude, I know.
2: Only because Barkley will figure it out after the seventh or eighth episode.
0: <laughs> this is the problem. Jack doesn't watch the NBA and he doesn't realize that Barkley would never, ever figure it out. <laughs> and everybody would be <laughs> laughing at him and he'd still not understand it.
1: <laughs> Careful. Jack's got his hand on the buzzer. Uh, <laughs> Jack, if you don't remember, uh, do you, did you watch Space Jam, Jack? Did you ever see that one? Yeah. I, don't know, why, Barkley,
2: I don't know why I like, got defensive about it. That's a fair question.
1: Charles Barkley was the orange alien that had his pants pulled down. Oh. Yeah. So Charles Barkley, you know, like, he he he's getting pranked. He brings up a good point, ref. If you want to go
0: back and change the ruling of who wins...
1: No, no, please don't do that, Jack.
0: The ruling stands. Yes!
1: <laughs> I needed that.
0: I am so pap beverly this. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
1: <laughs> I love this podcast.
2: Son of a mm. bitch. I will make this buzzer work, so help me God. <laughs> Too little, too late. All right, you dodged another point loss this time, Scott. Yes,
1: or no? No.
2: For not knowing who Pat Beverly is. All right, <laughs> moving on. to the Next one. Uh, yeah. We're moving on to the Mavs and the Bucks. What do I need to know about this? I don't know anything about these teams. How's Giannis doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, just take it away teams. now. It's 25. not a. It's not a. Not a timed
0: one. Just. Yeah.
2: You know,
0: how'd it go? Go uh, then. Giannis looked insane. Did Giannis things. Um, and that includes dominating, scoring 25 and 25. And that also includes his first possession with the ball. He chucked up a three-pointer and airballed it.
2: <laughs> Giannis doing Giannis.
0: Giannis doing Giannis. Giannis baby. <laughs> Two-time MVP, baby. <laughs>
1: He just, the only
0: thing he's missing is the confidence of like a Nick Young when Nick Young would jack up a three turn around and hold up three digits and the <laughs> ball would miss the rim.
1: <laughs> he needs, he needs that, uh, that Nick Young confidence. Don't we all wish we had that?
2: <laughs> so was it a no, good I game? Mean,
0: it was kind of fun to see the teams. I think really what's exciting is, for me, I feel like this is a preview for the NBA Finals. A very good chance of that. And it's got me thinking, how do these teams match up?
1: It sounds like you want to take a take on that, Scott. It sounds like you want to set the shot clock to <gasps> talk about I that.
0: think I want to set the shot clock, Coach, I think. Uh, do you want to Let's go get in? It. I, we, don't need to, we don't need to do the layup drills anymore. Let's go. Jump oh. ball. Here we go. I'm putting
2: you in. 24 seconds. Make it happen.
0: This is the NBA Finals preview. That's my hot take. The Dallas Mavericks are my second favorite team in the West. I love this team. I love that they got Josh Richardson, who was miscast in Philly, and also with Giannis in Milwaukee. I talked about last week. Love the Drew Holiday trade. That's the best team in the East for a reason. It's happening, boys. Get ready. Hi, pipe Zach, what do you think?
1: I don't think this is the preview for the NBA Finals. Because you know what's going to have to happen for that to be true? One, either... No, not one. Both. Giannis and Luca are going to have to prove that they are the new best players in the NBA. They're going to have to have some superstar, megastar level performances to make this happen. Giannis has been shut out two years in a row. I'm not high on him doing it for the third time. And, you know, Luca's still really young. I'm not going to guarantee that he's going to do that. LeBron... Is coming for it, guys. We all know we're going to see LeBron in the finals again this year. The Lakers. Come on, man. I don't think the Mads are going to squeeze
0: Counterpoint. by. Him. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Luca last year against the Clippers was the equivalent of LeBron against Detroit in 07. It's his coming out party. He's ready. And Giannis has two MVPs for a reason. Drew Holiday is going to help in the playoffs. He's been coming for it. And Chris Middleton's going to make you eat crow, Zach. He's going to have a quality game where he scores 24 points and scores eight in the fourth quarter. And you're going to have to admit it when they're in the finals.
1: Dude, I'm not going to have to, though, because I've been disappointed by Chris <laughs> Middleton two years in a row, Scott. Okay. Last year when he scored 50 points in one game, everybody said, Oh my God. God, Chris Middleton, is he really a good player? Where did he go in the playoffs, Scott? They lost to the Heat, dude. They had one superstar in Jimmy Butler on their team. And we have Giannis, who's supposed to be the MVP, and Chris Middleton, who's supposed to be a Jimmy Butler caliber player, dude. And he disappeared. He couldn't even D up Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler went rampant on the squad, dude. Like, Chris Middleton's supposed to be this 3-and-D god. And he's just not that, man. And I'm just going to say it, man. Like, he, he looks weird when he's on the court sometimes. Like, he just, like, his his appearance doesn't do it for me. Like, he doesn't look like a guy that's got it all put together. Like, I know that's the stupidest argument ever. But he doesn't even pass the eye test, Scott. Chris Middleton. He doesn't even pass the eye test.
0: He passes it for me, but I also wear glasses. But here's the thing with Chris Middleton. <laughs> Chris Middleton is a really good 3-and-D player. However, he was miscast as a second superstar. He doesn't have to do that role anymore with Drew Holiday. I'm not even saying Drew Holiday is a second superstar, but he's going to fill in for that
1: shot creator role that they needed, and Middleton can be 3-and-D guy. I'll give you that, Scott. I'll give you the Bucs make it to the finals. You still have to get the Mavs in there. They have to squeak past the Portland Trailblazers, who I am high on and I know nobody else is. The Denver Nuggets, who freaking showed up last year. The Clippers and the Lakers, that's a lot of squads for Luka to squeeze past. Like, we're talking about a Michael Jordan-level performance that Luka's going to have to put together. I'm not saying he can't do it, but if he does, it'll be shocking, and I'll love every fucking second of it. You know what
0: kind of performance it's going to be? It's going to be LeBron-esque. And I want you to think of who Luca's player cop is right now. LeBron.
1: It is LeBron, though. It is. He's tall. He's got great leadership skills (laughs) already at a young age. (laughs) he, He is, though. He's taller than Jordan. He's taller than Jordan. He's built more than Jordan. He's got this, like, uncanny pace to him, which isn't very LeBron or Jordan, but it's, like, cool and all his own. I like Luca, man. I'm high on him. I think he could do it. I'm not saying he is not capable of that performance because he totally is. I'm just saying, like, am I going to bet on it and say that he's going to make it to the NBA Finals right now? No way, man.
0: I'm not going to bet on it, but I have the referee's uh, credit card, and he's going to bet on it. I'm getting that (laughs) stock. He's now a Dallas Mavericks
1: fan. He's buying it. Dallas Mavericks 2021. What's up, ref? That's the hottest take, dude. Who gets the violation, man? I... (laughs) I just have to say
0: I absolutely loved out of all the things you could have picked about Luca or LeBron to talk about you started with he's tall and that is my favorite thing ever
1: (laughs) I was comparing him to LeBron okay LeBron is tall okay
0: I love it. I'm not even making fun of you. It's just legit. Okay. Made me Luca laugh.
1: <laughs> is just like LeBron, you guys. He's tall. He has good hair. Mm-hmm. I like plays the shoes basketball. he wears. He plays basketball. <laughs> uh, so fun.
0: Dallas Mavericks 2021,
1: baby. Yeah. You ready to talk about what That's we're all ready to talk about, Texas, Scott?
0: Including Luca's I
1: What I said. You ready to talk about what we're all ready to talk about?
0: Oh yes. As the as of the night of recording this, the most important game,
1: the most important preseason game of all time,
2: is the Washington Wizards versus the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Yeah. There it is. More important (laughs) than Zion's (laughs) debut in preseason. Where he had those like three lobs and the welcome to the NBA shot. That wasn't in preseason. Hot damn!
2: Hot. All right, so why was this the hottest game? I'm seeing it's trending on. I'm seeing the Nets are trending on Twitter. Why? It's hot. It's hot. Uh,
1: because they have KD back, who's low key one of the most exciting and just like elegant and beautiful players to watch in the NBA. Like it's just like pure art and magic when he plays basketball and he's finally back on a court doing the things that he does. Very exciting for everybody that just enjoys basketball period. Like if you like basketball in its purest form, watching him is a dream, uh, and you know, Kyrie Irving's on that squad. They're one of the most talked about teams in the league and they're at full power right now. And we got to see it for the first time ever. And it was great. It -hmm. was, it was, it was amazing.
2: Very excellent. All right. Mm -hmm. Solid. All right. Um, so, what'd you guys think of the Wizards? And uh, Scott, I'm going to send you. 24 seconds.
0: Okay. I love the Wizards. I think they're this year's candidate to be the OKC Thunder last year. What I mean by that is the OKC Thunder took on an Albatross of a contract, Chris Paul. The Wizards this year take on Russell Westbrooks. And then we all wrote them off only to realize wait, actually, Chris Paul's pretty good and they got a collection of young talent. Uh, Huchimara, Denny Abdia. Uh, I love this squad with the Wizards and, of course, Bradley Beal. I mean, this is going to be a fun team. I think they're going to make the playoffs pretty well, pretty easily. The hell is an Albatross contract? Just like this contract that, like, is so untradeable, this contract that's like looming over the franchise they're stuck with. How are they going to get out from underneath it? They have to be desperate to get rid of it, settle for $0.50 cents of the dollar. Wow, the looming Albatross
1: but it worked out. And in a weird way, they traded an albatross for a lesser albatross. Like, like they traded John Wall for Russell Westbrook, which seems like kind of a super even trade. I'm just saying, like, after the first preseason game, like, it's looking like a super even trade, dude. John Wall is back. I know we didn't talk about the Rockets for super long, but, like, I, I was freaking stoked to see him going up with Boogie Cousins and all these other players in the Rockets. Like it was good just seeing him set people up, get his shots. Like it was fun, man. Like I'm I'm excited about both these guys. They're both going to do good this season. I know it, man. They're going to prove their franchises like wrong or the people wrong. You know, like John Wall and Russell Westbrook. They're going to kill it this year.
0: The most upsetting thing is both players are wearing different numbers. John Wall has one. Russ has four. And it's
1: weird. That is weird. That's a little weird. It is a little weird. I admit that. When I saw Russell on the court, I was like, what? What? That's so weird. He's always been zero, dude. Always. It's always worked for him. And, yeah, it's a little weird seeing John Wall on a different number. I don't know. You're right. That that part is a little uncanny. But, I mean, which hopefully. Which is Which,
0: yeah, which is what scares me because you could also make a case for a Russell Westbrook Wizards number four jersey you're going to get at the thrift store in five years because it's really ironic because remember when he was there for a year before he got
1: traded? Exactly. (laughs) Who knows, man? But, I mean, he was saying that he – I've heard a lot of things about, like, how he wants to kind of be there now. Like, he – he he likes it there. He's enjoying it. Like, I've heard it come out that, you know, he's just enjoying his time there. And maybe that's just like, you know, like him trying to throw shade at James Harden because everybody's throwing shade at him right now. But I don't know. I kind of believe it, man. It seems like he's a good fit there. Uh, it's going to be fun.
0: I was going to say, I, I think he was willing to say anything just to get out of Houston. Yeah. I, think. <laughs> no, seriously. I think that dude could have been traded to like Kenya and he'd have been like, honestly, Kenyan basketball underrated. <laughs> Guys are sleeping on it. <laughs>
2: For real. Excellent. Okay, so beyond any individual matchup we've talked about tonight, I want you guys to think about the teams overall in this upcoming season and who is going to defy expectations this season and who do you think might underwhelm? I'm going to start with overwhelm or who might uh, over-deliver.
0: Mm-hmm. You Scott, like I'm going to send it over sorry? to you.
2: Scott, fire it up.
0: Oh, okay. I think it's going to be the Portland Trailblazers. I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. Um, They're my number one candidate. You could say the Mavericks, but I think the Mavericks are going to start getting some love because of Luca. I think the Trailblazers are the team that people are going to be like, eh, eighth, seventh seed, I don't know, get bounced in the first round. Ain't going to be it, Chief. Ain't going to be it. Where do you see them landing? I think they're a top four team in the West. I really do. I know I said so, Dallas number two, but like I could easily see Portland number two. I could also see Denver number two. I think them and the Lakers are my top four.
2: Wow. Zach, how about you?
1: Man, it, it sounds so crazy to say because we've been proven time and time again now. I, I... I have an inkling it's just going to be the Nuggets, man. I say it every year. Like, they've got so much young, exciting talent. Michael Porter Jr. is looking a little better in these preseason games. Like, he's, like, a little bulked up, like, bulk- beefier, you know. He's putting on, a like, a dad bod. Uh, and, dude, Jokic is officially the best big man in the league. Like, they've just got so many good players. Jamal Murray, like, they're going to turn some heads this year. It's them or the Lakers coming out of the West. Like, I'm just calling it now. And, like... Nobody wants to count them in for that. Everybody wants to keep saying, you know, maybe next year will be their year, like every year. No, this year's the Nuggets year, man. They could do it, man. They came back from a bunch. They're the only team in NBA history to come back from two 3-to-1 deficits. They're constantly getting down by 20 and constantly coming back from 20-point deficits. They're just the best second-half team in the league, too, frankly. The Nuggets are a great second-half team.
0: My only counterpoint would be I'm scared of the Nuggets because I'm scared of what Jamal Murray is. I'm scared that the playoff bubble was a little bit of an outlier. Um, The defense was a little optional because guys hadn't really been playing in a while. And then they got forced into this after a three-month break. And him and Donovan Mitchell went crazy. I don't know if Jamal Murray's the real deal. I honestly think he has a lot to prove this season.
1: Yeah. You know, I might even change my answer to the Jazz. Nobody's talking about them right now, but they just signed Donovan Mitchell to a long, a longer-term contract, and they've still got a great squad, dude. Bogdanovich is going to come back for them, dude. He was out all playoffs, and they still made a great contention last year.
0: Also, everybody's sleeping on the Orlando Magic. No, i getting kidding. Nobody's sleeping. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the emergency p
2: yeah, towards the end of these episodes, we have an emergency there.
0: emergency podcast. All
2: right, Scott, I'm going to tell you the uh, the tiebreaker question, so I can give you a head start. You can't. You can't.
0: Are you sure? I gotta think about it. No, you huh? shouldn't. You should. You should not. We should make it even. Very well. Unless you uh-huh. tell me the wrong tiebreaker question, which would be oh. hilarious. Like I, I'm thinking about one thing.
2: Wow, that'd be
0: fucked.
2: Nah, but now Zach will see that there is some, like some I, treachery.
1: I almost peed my pants for this podcast. I want you guys to know that.
0: Thank you for out,
1: I'm so committed. I almost did it. I thought about it for a second, too. I was like, should I? Should I? Should I? No. Keep your dignity, sir. Should you I pee my pants? I should I pee my nah. pants for this podcast and not even mention it? No. Hold on to that dignity, <laughs> sir. Run to the bathroom. Pause the podcast and make an edit. You're gonna <laughs> you should have to make you an an pulled too. A Paul
0: Pierce. Yeah. You should have pulled a Paul Pierce. Pooped yourself and waited for your roommates <laughs> to carry you to the locker room to change your oh, shorts. God. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Oh man, Jack needs filled in on that. Scott, come on, dude, do the fill in. Do the fill in. It's your favorite thing to talk about. Paul you Pierce, love talking about
0: NBA Finals, legendary performance. He uh, he went for I think it was like a layup, and then he was laying on the court and then he looked injured, and then his teammates picked him up and carried him to the locker room, and then he came out of the locker room in a wheelchair, which I think is a little overdramatic, but I also don't want to shame him. And the reason I think it was overdramatic was he then got out of the wheelchair and continued playing in the game. Years later, he confirmed on The Jump on ESPN that he did indeed poop himself, which was the famous urban legend. (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs)
1: So it Holy was shit, confirmed. Indeed. It was the craziest conspiracy in NBA history. People like we're talking about poop gate. Okay. People are like, did we're Paul Pierce fake an injury because crowd. he pooped his pants? Like, did he? And people are like maximizing photos to figure it out. He confirms live on TV that he did. Wow. Yeah. Unreal. It was so funny. It's one of the funniest things I've it's, ever seen recorded on TV.
0: Yeah. It's the only insane. time we'll ever relate to a professional athlete. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that devotion.
0: Truly, you, you guys, you guys pooped yourself as well, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of games. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: All
2: right. Ooh. All right. Uh, I don't know. Let's just all like clap a bit, and then so that'll yeah, sure signal we... the uh, end of the break or end of the edit for you.
1: Yeah. Surely, surely now, Jack, now, surely you have a tiebreaker question for us because I'm
0: sure. Are we going to talk about who's going to underwell? Wait, what? Yeah, no, I want to.
1: Wait, go back. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right.
2: right. No, yeah. Um, Okay, so conversely, who do you guys think might be the big blow up this season? And uh, Zach, I'm going to send it over to you.
1: Man, I think the Clippers are going to fall apart again. I straight up think it. I know it's an easy take to take out right now, but I think that Paul George and Kawhi just don't mesh as good as everybody thought they would, and they didn't get that true point guard that they needed this season to facilitate the ball. Kawhi's not going to turn into that person overnight. I just think they're going to be underwhelming again this year, even though they got two massive players. Scott? I have two answers.
0: Standing wise, it's going to be the Rockets. They're in fourth place last year, but I think expectation-wise, popularity, it's going to be the Warriors. I mean, it's the team that went to five straight finals. Steph got hurt last year. Okay, it's a year off, but then they lose Clay again. I think, I think fans are going to be expecting the Warriors to do something after a dynasty run, and I don't know if they make the playoffs.
1: I'm calling you out on that, Scott. I'm going for a rebuttal, <laughs> man. Because. Dude, I think they're not that bad. I watched that game of theirs, and yes, they looked resoundingly underwhelming against the Nuggets, but let's be honest, the Nuggets are fucking solid, dude. They're a really good team, and you know, the Warriors don't have a lot of size. They're not going to compete with a team like the Nuggets in that regard. I just think the Warriors looked good because one, they got Steph Curry back. He's a breath of fresh air. They got Pascal on their squad still, Eric Pascal. He's a great player. He did really good for them last year. And on top of all that, just putting this out there, they got Kelly Oubre. I'm high on him. I think Kelly Oubre Jr. is a great player with high potential, who's electric and fun to watch. And the fact that he like, snuck onto the Warriors was such a surprise for me. And you know, I know Clay's out. I'm not saying that Kelly Oubre is... Even in the ballpark of a Clay Thompson. But hey, man, he, he's he's not that bad. Okay. He, he can do something a little bit for them, put something together. I think they're gonna be exciting to watch at the very least. All
0: right, but with the Warriors, they didn't make the playoffs last year. So out of the eight teams that did make it in the West, with a core of Steph Curry, Wiseman, Draymond, uh Pascu Pascal. Kelly Oubre who are they knocking out there like I don't think they could even knock out the Rockets with James Harden I think that's a better team I just don't see him jumping into the playoff hunt
1: well one thing we have to keep in mind too this year though I'll just put that out there Scott is uh, there's no scheduled playoffs yet and the play-in tournament is happening first I'm just gonna say you know I don't know about the playoffs I don't know where they're gonna be yet but the Warriors are going to turn heads in that play-in tournament I know it man they're going to be in a dogfight with some number one seed and they're going to turn some heads. They're going to make LeBron think twice. Like if they're the last team in the West and they have to play the Lakers or the Nuggets, they're going to, they're going to take them to like five or six games, man. With with the experience that they have and the three point potential that they still on their team, they're going to turn some heads.
0: Conspiracy time. Was the play in tournament created by the NBA because Steph Curry wasn't in the bubble last year and you know, they were pissed off about it. <laughs>
1: Dude, and like honestly, like you have Steph Curry in a tournament people are going to watch. Can I fuel your conspiracy, Scott? Can I fuel it? Steph Curry is the only NBA player since uh, Michael Jordan to get his own shoe brand. He got his own one that is separate from another. Like it's not like Shaq where he created his own, like literally from nothing. He Mm -hmm. was a part of Under Armour, and Under Armour specifically created a subsidiary brand just for Curry in the same way that Nike did that for Jordan. He's the first player since Jordan to get that.
0: Interesting. So all you violation junkies at home, we need you to check the paper trail (laughs) of copyrights and see where it leads, because this is going all the way to the top. This
1: is going all the way to the top. Steph Curry is popular. They're pissed that he wasn't in the bubble. They need him in the fucking play-in tournament this year. You know it, man.
0: It all started because of that frozen envelope in 84 that David Stern grabbed (laughs) to get the Knicks' Patrick Ewing. It sent us down this timeline of play-in tournaments for shitty 12th seeded West teams with Steph
1: Curry. Dude, you texted me that this week, Scott, and I watched the ESPN 30 for 30 on the frozen envelope. I am all in on that conspiracy. I had no idea it existed. (laughs) I am so shocked. It was so much fun to watch. I am all in. I think they definitely froze that envelope, without a doubt.
0: We should do next episode just NBA conspiracies, and we try to convince Jack of all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Sounds fantastic. fantastic.
2: (laughs) I'll believe anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right. A tiebreaker question. As I have determined yet again that you guys have equaled your shot clock violations this game. I'll give you guys some time to write it down, think of some answers, and then I will ask in an arbitrary manner or in an arbitrary order, one of you to go first. Your tiebreaker question is, uh, considering that we're, we're, we're swapping sports, not NBA related, after 105 years, the Cleveland Indians are going to drop their name and find a new one. So I need you guys to think of a nickname befitting Cleveland and or Ohio and or Terry Francona. I'm going to give you guys 60 seconds to think about it. And then Zach's going to give us his, his one first. Perfect.
1: I'm so ready. Are I both of the Scott, are you, ready ready to, uh, Both of you are ready. All right,
2: uh, need for sixty seconds. Zach, we're going to start with you. What is the name of the new Cleveland baseball team?
1: Okay, I got a name that could not be more fitting for Terry Francona for the city of Cleveland and for Ohio as a whole, and that's the Cleveland Junkies. Okay, you heard it here first on the the, the Violation Podcast. Uh, we got to call them the Cleveland Junkies, okay, because Terry Francona used to hang out with Manny Ramirez and Big Poppy, who we all know of Juiced up a little bit in the past, okay? Cleveland, Ohio, no short of its junkies. And let's be honest, Ohio has the most opiate abuse in the nation. I'm pretty sure that's a fact. They're the Cleveland Junkies. Let's Let's be real, guys.
2: Representation for your population. Cleveland Junkies, <laughs> Scott. What do you think, Bud?
0: All right, listen. We need. I'm a little skeptical that they actually like want to for the good intentions of changing the name for the right reasons, and they're not just doing it for you know uh, backlash online and, and revenue and investments, all that stuff. So I think we need to symbolically represent America's racist past by calling them. The Cleveland Tampa Bay Redskins, (laughs) especially after Washington dropped it. I think we need to remind everybody about (laughs) America's racist past (laughs) and Tampa Bay (laughs) and Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay and Tampa Bay. And I'm also, I I don't, I don't think Cleveland's doing it for the right reasons. I don't think Washington did it for the right reasons. They begrudgingly did it kicking and screaming. (laughs) I think
2: Washington football team is the most like F you of a team name change.
1: Wait, wait, wait. It really is. Hold up. I'm not caught up on this. They changed their name from the Washington Red Redskins to the Washington football team. Washington football team. Yeah. Dude, if that isn't the biggest fuck you. Like Dude. what? <laughs> that is massive. Are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, I don't know. Tons of mascots out there. We could be anything, man. I don't know though. The Redskins was just so good. Maybe we should just be the football team, guys. I can't think of anything better than that. I think it was.
2: Oh, you guys will get fucking offended by anything. We'll make it so so basic you can't even be offended by it. Yeah, you fuckers. Like,
1: <laughs> oh god. That's I think sad.
2: that's what they're saying by football I, team. I hated-
0: I hate that it took them so long to do it. On a more serious note, um, I want them to change it to the Cleveland Kraken.
1: Ooh. Because I love the NHL expansion,
0: <laughs> Seattle Kraken. And as we all know, there's duplicates in different leagues. And so we should have a baseball Kraken and we're putting it in
1: Cleveland. Damn. And it would be like the Wait. Kraken Bats. They'd be Kraken Bats. Like, dude, that would be a sick name. That's the be best the, name. Uh,
2: Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Seattle Krakens.
1: <laughs> Cleveland,
0: Tampa Bay, Seattle Krakens. <laughs> you get it. It just rolls off the tongue.
1: We came up with the best new name right here on Shot Clock violation. you guys. Isn't that amazing?
0: That's actually what we're going to call our fans from here on out is the Shot Clock Krakens.
1: The Shot Clock Krakens! Dude, I love that. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I don't know why it makes sense. It doesn't. It just sounds cool, and I think anybody can get behind that. I want to be a Shot Clock Kraken. Hey, Krakens. Hey, Krakens. (laughs) I just like saying
0: it. Every inning, every, like, bottom of the inning, we just play that clip of Liam Neeson screaming, release the Kraken, just so many times. Everybody hates it, but it becomes a new (laughs) tradition. (laughs) It's the seventh inning
1: stretch. Oh, the I like where your
0: imagination setting. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh,
2: yeah. So we have the uh, Cleveland Junkies and the Cleveland Krakens. Is that right? Yes. Is that your final answer? Final answer. Oh, God. Final answer. Is it the Cleveland Krakens or the Cleveland Tampa Bay Seattle Krakens? And that will determine if you won oh, or not.
0: I, I, I apologize. I apologize. Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Seattle Krakens. Scott wins.
1: Uh, (laughs) I knew my winning streak could not last. (laughs) I knew it wasn't going to last. Maybe I walked
2: (laughs) him up to it, and Zach, I hope this doesn't bruise your ego, but Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Seattle Krakens is just unbeatable. It's
1: it's unbeatable. It's too good. (laughs) And it came up with the, like, you know, Krakens just sounds cool. I said that before. I'll say it again. Scott probably deserves to win. What do I have to say, Scott?
0: So for all the uh, <laughs> for all the shot clock Krakens at home, ESPN recently re- released a list of top 100 NBA players where they ranked them. <laughs> they probably ranked a couple suspicious ones to generate clicks and controversy. However, there's one that I know Zach is very passionate about, and Zach, I would like you to say that Chris Middleton was ranked way too low. On
1: the top 100 players list. What 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 number was he ranked at? Just I'll, I'll look it up. I'm curious. Just so I know before I say it, I just want to know, like, what number was he ranked at? Do I actually believe it? Am I really pissed that I have to do this take? Like, am I really pissed that I have to put it out in the ether that I think Chris Middleton was snuffed on the ESPN rankings of best players?
0: All right, I'm scrolling through, baby. Man, hang on. If he's
1: higher than Demar Derozan, pitch, I am going to be kind of pissed.
0: Iguodala, Whiteside, Horford, Derozan, Crowder, Bledsoe, Turner, Chris Middleton, number thirty-five above thirty. Demar Derozan,
1: thirty-five. Oh my god! I know, way too low. Oh my god. Okay, you're right. Way I too low. Have to say that. Okay, on ESPN's recent top. Players in the NBA, Chris Middleton was ranked way too low. Oh, man, number 35? Are you kidding me? He should have been way higher than that. Like, maybe number 34.
2: How high should it have been, Scott?
1: (laughs) How high? I
0: mean, I I don't want to speak for Zach, but I know how passionate he is, and he's probably at least top fifteen. Yeah, Chris Middleton is at least
1: Chris Middleton is at least top fifteen in this league. I mean, he's Giannis's second banana, dude. He's he's coming for that Eastern Conference Finals this year. I bet he hits a big shot. Ooh, go Chris! I
0: love it, thank you Thank
1: you for the golf claps, Jack I really do feel like I deserve it Um, And thank you guys for. Thank you to the Shot Clock Krakens out there For joining us on another episode Of Shot Clock Violation Uh, We hope to see you guys next week Where we're going to be talking about more NBA topics From around the week Shot Clock Violation